It's amazing. Yeah. After 30 years of marriage, we're still discovering new truths in our relationship and the tendencies that play out in our relationship. Yeah, I think that that little interaction we had has been going on for probably at least a year or two that mm -hmm. we weren't able to put our finger on. Yeah. Welcome to the Art of Spousing Podcast. Thanks for taking time to listen. We're super excited about the content today because actually it came from a very personal experience and some ahas that came as a result of an actual point of tension in our marriage. So we believe it's going to be so helpful to your marriage practice. Actually, it was a recent tension. Very recent. <laughs> That's right. If you are new to the show, we want you to know the reason we do this podcast is all about you because we believe your marriage can move from whatever it is in this moment to a whole new level with intentionality and practice. So our goal with every episode is to give you tools that will help your relationship not just survive, but thrive and not just be mundane, but a masterpiece. That's right. So today we're talking about conflict in marriage and specifically three types of tension that can create conflict in a marriage relationship. We're gonna pull up and look at the types of tension that happen from a different perspective. But before we go there, we wanna make sure you know about the marriage reboot retreat. Are you looking for that one thing that will be the game changer for your marriage? We believe that all of us desire a marriage marked by deep connection, abundance, unity, and passion. But at times, it can feel like our relationship is stuck in the routine of the mundane. Intimacy can get crowded out by the pace and demands of everyday life. It's not uncommon to feel trapped by one's circumstances. Can you relate? If you want a greater connection with your spouse, if you are tired of feeling stuck in the same old, same old, if you desire to feel the thrill of fun and discovery again, like you did when you first met, we can help. We support couples to reconnect, recharge, and re-engage to pursue their life purpose together. We offer the Marriage Reboot Retreat by Married for a Purpose. This is a private, two-day intensive experience for you and your spouse to work exclusively with Lisa and I for two consecutive full days to identify where you've been, define where you currently are, and discover where you want to go together. The Reboot Retreat is designed for a wide variety of marriages. Whether you're in crisis, a struggling marriage who needs a unified vision, or you just want to go from good to great or maybe somewhere in between. If you would like to find out more about the Marriage Reboot Retreat, you can set up a discovery call with myself and James and we can tell you all about it. The link is in the show notes or you can direct message us on Instagram or Facebook at Art Espousing and we will send you a link to schedule a discovery call. To set this conversation, we had to take you back a couple weeks ago to a tension that we had. Okay, we were sitting in our all-church staff meeting that we have weekly, and I was getting ready to give a good report. This is what we do every week. We give a good report where we see God is doing great things. Yep. And I was about to share about an encounter I had at our church conference which had just happened the week prior. One of our team members was also giving a good report about a person he had encountered as he was talking, he used the same name of the person I was going to use, which isn't such a coincidence, but nonetheless, he did. And at that moment, he showed a picture of this individual. I knew we were talking about the same person. I was internally wrestling with what I should do with the information because he indicated she lived here locally. And the whole time I thought she lived in another state and was attending our conference. And I didn't want to share something personal because what I was going to share about her was a bit more personal than what he had shared. All this is going on in my brain. And James, you are sitting by me. And I leaned over and I said, it's the same person. Right. And I'm like, 
That is crazy. So I'm now trying to process how you, Lisa, have made this connection that's the same person. So I start quietly asking you questions to try to determine why you're convinced it's the same person. All the while, there's still stuff going on in the room, people on the platform talking, people are sitting around all around us. And so we're talking quietly. And the next thing we know, there is this very quick, tense interaction that probably mm -hmm. No one else saw, but we both knew and felt the tension right away. And unfortunately, that set the tone for the rest of the day between us. That's right. Yeah, I was flooded with lots of emotion. I was confused. What do I say? Is this person a local? Are they not? I think they may now be. I'm excited because I see the God story. The last conference, someone had gifted her a ticket. And that was the very conference I had a courageous conversation with her in and around her marriage. And she shows up this year at the conference, shows up in my breakout, comes up to me and is like, look who's with me, my husband. And so I was so excited because this is a God thing that he was there just based on my interaction, but I had no idea that Pastor Ryan was also involved. So like I mentioned, in our staff meeting, we show these photos. He gets up and shares his and he shows a photo that I'm going, oh, snap. I feel like I might need to lie about the name of this person because I think they're local and I don't know if people in the room know because, you know, we have a, a large staff, 400 staff that are in the room. So I'm going, do I lie and make up a name and say her name is Sue? But when I show her picture, they're going to know, oh my goodness, what do I do? But I was wanting to protect her confidentiality. But nonetheless, this is all going on in my mind and I'm just going, I'm going to lie in church. I don't know what I'm going to do. The way you're explaining this tells why there was tension. That's right. Us. That's right. So I'm thinking that I can't stop the photo from popping up. It was all. And then, James, you begin with your questions. Mm -hmm. I was in sensory overload. Right. Emotional flooding was going on. I'm not sure how you asked the questions. Like, I really can't remember to this day exactly right. the words you put together, but I know how they hit me. I know how they felt. It felt like to me, you were saying, how can you be sure? This is so random. But I felt like you were challenging me. Um, it's like you wanted to help me verify the facts before I got up and said anything. So it was less like, oh, cool, Lisa. How in the world did you figure this out? And more like, you have got to get your facts straight, young lady. <laughs> that may be a little bit exaggerated. Yeah. But it was implying to me, I must have been making a mistake. And so it translated, you're just not smart enough to figure this out. Let me help you figure this out. I need to say this, is that that wasn't how you talked to me. Right. That wasn't the intention. Yeah, I think I said like, oh, did you see her in the other picture? Yeah, you were just trying to figure out the puzzle yourself. I had all this going on right. in my mind. But because it impacted me that way, I responded to you exactly as if how I just described it was true. And that was your intention which then we had this like, <sighs> right. Yeah. Well, the very next morning we were sitting having our minutes together and there was another quick flash of the same kind of tension. Around another whole topic. Another topic. And Lisa, you wisely stopped us and said, hey, we have to figure this out. What happened yesterday and what just happened that is causing this tension between us? Well, interesting enough, later in that very same staff meeting, when we had that tense moment, it was probably like 45 minutes after that tense moment, our pastor set up and gave us a moment to hear from the Holy Spirit. He often does this to help us like just practice this. Without one second passing, 
the Holy Spirit said, you need to get to the bottom of this attitude or this spirit between you and James, because this hadn't been our first experience with this odd tension. As I reflected on the rest of the day, I made the connection that this tension is typically around and over silliness. Now, this story wasn't silly, but it doesn't really matter to us. It's never over anything of great value, but the impact is significant. Random tip, friends. As believers, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is amazing. If we allow him, he can speak correction. And if I obey, if you obey individually what he's speaking to you, it saves a ton of heartache and frustration. This is why our relationship with Jesus is so important. But back to the back to the story. So the next morning, as you mentioned, when we sat down and this happened again, it was crazy because I was wondering, how am I going to bring this up? And it's almost like if God said, and now here you're going to bring it up, Lisa. <laughs> and so that's why I had such boldness to say, we got to figure this out. So we were able to process and get some tools around that type of situation for us so that we could stop this like crazy dance that we get ourselves into of act, react, act, react. And then we just hit the rinse, repeat cycle and we just it just goes nowhere. Right. It's maddening. So after we talked about it and made sure we were good and affirmed that we were for each other and didn't want to live into that tension that day, I went out on my daily bike ride. And while I was riding, I had this aha about these three types of tension that we experienced in our marriage and that we're going to share with you today. I'm so excited about it. But before we unpack them, we want to make sure to say that conflict is a natural part of any healthy marriage relationship. Actually, if you're not having any conflict in your marriage, it's probably a sign that one or the both of you are avoiding or not dealing with issues. Because this is what we know. Conflict is not the absence of unity. Conflict is the opportunity for greater unity. So conflict is simply a disagreement. That's right. It's a temporary inability to see eye to eye. Conflict usually is set in motion by an inciting tension. So how productive these tensions are moving us to gaining greater unity is actually completely up to us as individuals and as a couple on how we view the quote unquote opportunity and how we navigate this conflict. And I think these three things that we're going to talk about today are really going to help see how we can view it. Right. So let me just start by mentioning the three types of tension that we're going to talk about. The first is situational. The second is seasonal. And the third is systemic. Tension happens in each one of these areas. We'll start with situational tensions. These are tensions that flare up unexpectedly in specific, isolated situations. Everything is fine, and then the situation happens, and everything is now super tense. Sometimes these are the result of unintentional actions or mistakes. Examples could be finding out that the checking account is overdrawn. Maybe your favorite shirt is ruined in the wash, or a piece of mail that was important was accidentally thrown away. Or it could be something like when you ask your spouse to take care of something, and in the busyness of the day, they don't get it taken care of. There's situations that happen that flare up tension. Right. These situations could also be the result of outside external events that you and your spouse have no control over, like the car breaking down or an unexpected bill. Regardless of the situation or cause, it's important to address the tension and the cause of the tension as quickly as possible so it does not linger. You know, James, one of the things that I would say in the last two to three years you've modeled for me and I've tried to implement it is in situational tensions... When they arise, particularly for you, if we have any car issue, it yeah, really tension it, issue. It, it derails you personally. So you acknowledge the frustration and then you say something like, well, it's just money. That's right. And it's almost like that statement is a shift in your mind. I'm not going to let it rule and run the day. And you shift your attitude and your energy and it doesn't steep and simmer and cause tension throughout the day. Yeah, that's true. That's situational tensions. There's also seasonal tensions. 
by seasonal, we're not talking about summer and winter here. We're actually talking about periods of time when there's a significant change in focus or rhythm. You know, raising children is a season of marriage that many times causes tension in a relationship. The season can last a really long time, but here's the deal. It will eventually come to an end. It is no wonder, though, that parenting is a point of tension and conflict in so many marriages. So Lisa, you have been walking through a season right now with your mom where we've seen the result in some tensions that we've had to manage around, right? Right. Yeah. So my mom has been such a strong woman in my life, raised four kids on her own, carried the weight of all the responsibility financially, spiritually, physically, intellectually for all four of us kids. She's now 80, still kicking butt for an 80-year-old, but she's having some challenges and I've had to step in and support in unique ways that's requiring time. As with all families, there are dysfunctions. So not only am I taking care of her and it's physically taking something from me and my concern for her as she's aging, but I'm also having to process through some emotions around the entire situation and how it impacts me from my childhood experience, so on and so forth. So basically, it is withdrawing emotional and physical energy from me. So when I add this to my life, I'm at a new level of crunchiness. So yes, it has added a unique season of tension and Just by acknowledging this is a season, it allows me to keep things in the right perspective. Right. So again, when tensions happen between you, it's important to identify the tension. Is it a result of the pressure of the specific season that we're walking through? If so, then just discuss some ways to alleviate the tension and remind each other that, hey, this is only a season. We know that this won't last. Well, and you and I would even say together of going, we're for each other. And so this isn't going to, this isn't going to divide us. We've made the decision. We identify it. We speak to it, but then we're not going to let it drive anything between us us or add any additional tension to our lives. Right. One of the things about seasons of intensity in our life where things maybe are off rhythm is the importance of making sure you're staying connected with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So doing a check-in and how you're doing in the dimensions of intimacy, you know, spiritual, emotional, recreational, physical, and sexual. Do you need to set aside some dedicated time to make sure that you're connected even in the chaotic time of a season so that tension doesn't have an opportunity to take hold? Yeah. Even with my mom's situation, you may pray for me in that moment. And Mm -hmm. we're spiritually connecting and you're speaking life over the situation. It's so important. We find that when we're facing difficult seasons, we do have to be more intentional in making sure we feel connected. Right. That's not just for us. It's for all couples. If not, it's easy to allow the pressure of the season to build up and cause tension between the two of us. In this particular season, space for emotional connection has been really important for me because I've been able to process and sort what is just a season. It assists me not to take things out on you and unrelated life interactions that are coming and going in and throughout our day. That's right. So there's situational tensions, there's seasonal tensions, and the third type of tension is what we're calling systemic tension. When there is just an undercurrent of frustration with each other and you're constantly being triggered with tension in multiple situations, it's a warning sign that there may be some more serious issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, James, when you were sharing your thoughts after you got off your bike ride and you were sharing your thoughts about these three types of tensions and we were reflecting on the tension that had just initiated this thought, we first thought what we were experiencing was situational tension because it happened as a result of a specific situation. However, the more we talked about it, we started to realize there are certain types of environments that cause us to get tense with each other And then there are tendencies that each of us have that cause us to act in specific ways in those environments that cause the tension. Right. So we 
actually are dealing with a systemic tension. Right. It was a great revelation because it forced us to talk about those tendencies and work on some plans on how we could act and respond the next time when we found ourselves in one of those environments. That's right. So even though each time it feels like when we're triggering the tension, it's an isolated situation, Mm -hmm. we actually never identified the root causes of the tension. So it's become systemic for us to regularly get tense and not really sure why we are. Systemic tensions can also be the result of external factors like personality differences, introverted, extroverted, assertive, passive. I was talking with a young bride the other day, and she wanted advice around the difference in energy levels between her and her new hubby. He has a lot of energy. She doesn't have a lot of energy. Managing this tension so early will serve them well. But it is going to be a systemic tension. They will have to dance around in their relationship. It's just not going to go away. Again, the key is to identify the areas that cause systemic tension, create some intentional plans on how you will respond and react the next time you find yourselves in that triggering situation or environment, and then continue to address and work together to eliminate systemic tension in your marriage. It's that simple, James. (laughs) Simple. But But not easy. Yeah, exactly. You know, one easy tool that could be helpful is to create some conditional clause rules. Mm -hmm. And an example of this is, uh, if this, then that. So if this happens, then I will act this way. So for example, in our world, if name the situation or environment happens, then we will respond or react a certain way. We're making a decision in advance of how we're going to respond. Yeah. So if we go from our incident, if I'm feeling flooded, then I will pause before responding. And in that pause, I will choose my tone of voice. Right. And for me, if we're in a multi-sensory environment, which I know that causes trouble for you, then I will mute the TV, if the TV's on, Mm -hmm. or I'll wait till later to ask questions. I won't put pressure on you to answer questions because I have a tendency to just ask questions, right? You have a beautiful mind that you can be watching TV, having a conversation, listening to the radio and on your computer. Right. And those kind of things drive me bananas. And this situation made us realize there are multiple times Mm -hmm. that that environment causes challenge. So we're going to make a decision how we act in those Mm I love it. We got a plan, James. So there you go. We would encourage you and your spouse to talk about the recent tensions in your relationship. Identify which are situational, seasonal, or if there's some systemic tensions that need to be addressed. We would love to hear your thoughts and answer questions you have about what we've shared. You can email us at hello at artespousing or direct message us on Instagram at artespousing. That's right. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends and family. You know, you can help us get the word out about the podcast by taking a few minutes to rate and review the show. If you could do that, we would really be grateful. You don't want to miss next week's show. We have Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn with us talking about their new book, Secrets of Sex and Marriage. It's going to be incredible. We hope you'll join us then. Yeah. Have a great week. Week and we will see you next time on the Art of Spousing podcast. Until then, bye bye. bye.